buenos dias and uh, bienvenidos a El Bay Brothers podcast. In English terms, that is good morning. Welcome to the Bay Brothers podcast. I'm Andrew Hall. He's Jack D. Singing today for our opener. We got uh, to start off the show, Final Four of Satisfying Things, a little motivational segment about exercising. We have our official Bay Brothers Lion King review. It is much anticipated, but uh, really looking forward to that one. Then we got uh, MLB breaking down the rivalries that happened this weekend. Yankees, Red Sox, Brewers, Cubs. Uh, some Zach Greinke stories. Uh, Marcus Stroman to the Mets. And finally, a food debate of is chili a summer food? That's all coming to you. But first, Arcade Fire. And now for our final four today. Um, yet again, it is final four of satisfying things. So I'll start us off here. And for my first one, I'm going to go with uh, when you're really cold, maybe you're outside shoveling snow for a while, and you come in and take a really hot shower. That is very satisfying. And that's the only way to really warm your body up, and it always feels amazing, honestly. That is a uh, very good selection for the first overall pick. Um, I had so I would I had one really similar. It's like I won't choose it because it's pretty much the same thing. But when you go from like a hot summer day into the cold AC, nothing better than that. All right, first pick. I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with the satisfying uh thing of chocolate fountain. Um, just seeing like the chocolate ripples flow down the fountain. Dip in that nice strawberry or marshmallow or pineapple. Big fan of the chocolate fountain. Good stuff. All right, for my next one, I'm going to go with a pop of the glove. Um, either just plain normal catch, especially if you've got a nice glove that has a nice pop sound. Oh, yeah. Um, Ca- I mean, my, my catcher's mitt the other day. Catcher's mitt catch does. Uh, a lot of Wilson A2000s have a really good pop. Um, you know, either, yeah, a lot of catcher's mitts have a really good pop usually. Yeah. And that's always satisfying. Right when you get in the right, it, it makes right you feel like you're throwing harder. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Um, for my next pick, I'm going with cracking your back. That is the best, especially in uh, when you can do it to yourself when you have those desks that they don't uh, come up when you like move backwards. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, those are just clutch in school, and you can do a nice crack. But yeah, so you, I do that too sometimes. Where like you, you those, push back, and then you kind but, of ride your back up. Yeah, yeah. But the, right, but the chair doesn't fall back at the same time, so yeah. you can do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, I like those. Um, for my next one, I'm gonna go with uh, when you're really tired and. You put your head in a pillow and you just get some shut eye right away. Yeah. It feels so nice. Um, I mean, there's a difference between if you're not as tired, that's not as good, but you got to be really tired and just totally pass out right there and you get that nice head in the pillow, pillow feel. No doubt. Next one, I'm going sneezing. Sneezing? Yes. I feel like this is like uncomfortable. I, I just think that you, it's just like waiting, waiting, and then you sneeze. Well, if you check out. Also, sneezing slash yawning, I'm going to go. Okay. If you check out episode one, Andrew has some nice sneezes back in October of 2018. Is that so. a mid-podcast? <laughs> yes, that was mid-podcast. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, for my last one, I'm going to go with kind of a um, strange one. I'm going to go with the runner's high. Um, it's satisfying because your body just kind of goes numb. Wait, so are you doing saying when you're going running? Or? No, a runner's high. Like when you're in the middle of running and you reach the runner's high. 
Oh, okay. Like, you know, you're kind of like far into your run and you're like, the you know, whole body just kind of goes numb and you're just kind of on cruise control. That feels awesome because you just feel like unstoppable at that point. I have not, I've yet to reach that point, but I will. Uh, You've work. never had a runner's high? Well, I think, I mean, maybe. I mean, like a boost of adrenaline that just like comes in. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's pretty much, that's a runner's high. Yeah, okay. I guess I've gotten. It's like high. when you're like at a far distance and you like should be getting gassed, you just get that extra oomph. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna for my last one. I'll go with uh, cooking the perfect golden brown marshmallow. Just uh, pretty self-explanatory. Well, well, please explain. Please explain. Maybe your technique. Oh well, you gotta go. I just go on one side, get a golden brown, flip it over. Other side, the the two side, the two sides. They don't have to be. Uh, like the two other sides, they don't have to be golden brown. They're just really melty. Put on the marshmallow, little graham cracker, little actually Reese's pieces, not Hershey. Bada boom, bada bing. You set. All right, honorable mentions. Uh, I got one. Uh, when the teacher says no homework, I was always maybe, you know, we're getting close to the bell. People are like, is the teacher gonna say yes or no homework? People are kind of trying to leave quick, and then it's bang, no homework. The sigh of relief. Okay. I got uh, popping bubble wrap. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. Um, what do I got? Um, I oh, got driving uh, at night with the windows down. Nice summer day. Yeah, Always so nice. N- no one on the street. Yeah. Same with biking, like early in the morning, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I have sound of eggs when they hit a hot pan. I like. I, I just like that sound. It's, Did it's, that it's very morning. nice. Had that this morning. So that yeah. was good stuff. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And now we have our motivational segment today. So we're going to talk about um, running and how it can impact person or exercise in general. So, you know, if you're a person who maybe sleeps more compared to a person who doesn't sleep as more, and so, you... So give your example, the eight so, hours. So, okay, so let's say somebody sleeps eight hours, somebody sleeps six hours. The person with the six hours goes on, you know, and you know, six-mile six run every day, let's say. You know, do you think that that run could, like, almost replace... That's like sleep. a supplement. Yeah, because maybe it gives them a little energy. It makes them feel better about themselves. They might be a little more, you know, tired at the latter part of the day, but for the most part, they're still, you know, energy-wise, they're fine. Are you going eight hour? The person with eight hours of sleep gets no exercise. Um, essentially, yes, I guess. Yeah. For well, this. yeah, for sure. That's a no doubter for me that the six-hour person. But do you think? But do you think running can replace it, or do you think they're just gonna be super tired all day? Uh, I definitely think that exercise can, it, it definitely wakes you up. So it's like, for me, like eight hours versus six hours, I don't feel it much in my body anyways, like nonetheless. But if I get exercise, I'm going to be with six hours, I'm going to be more energized for the rest of my day because it just like, it gets the blood flowing, you know, you're already awake. Um, it kind of like forces you to get the eye crinkles out of your eyes. As I like to say. Yeah. I mean, I think like scientifically, there's still some things that we don't notice that, you know, the sleep might, you know, help us in right. some way. We're, we don't really see like we're at our day. Maybe it's like little things here and there. Um, I mean, I think they say like athletes need for like peak performance, like seven to eight hours. But I mean, like, I, mean, I think it's a little bit more than that. Really? Yeah. Or it's, oh, it's like nine to 10 actually. Yeah. yeah. It's nine to 10 yeah. for, for teenagers. That, like that's that. what they say for like school, for everything. I, I call a little bogus on that, but... 
I mean, yeah. I, 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 I think, I think, for like the grand scheme, I think six hours with exercise can get things done. I mean, it might hurt you I a think tiny six bit. Six hours is a little short, though, because in reality, I definitely get more than six hours. Usually I guess, yeah, I, I usually get seven. I guess, but let's say, let's say it's six and a half, and you get some other added exercise or seven, because you know maybe you don't sleep great one night. I still think you know doing that and exercise compared to you know eight hours will help you in that short term area. I mean, for sure. Yeah, because it makes you feel better about yourself. You get more things done in the day. It gets you up. Yeah, it gets you up. Yeah, and sometimes, honestly, when you sleep a lot and you don't get a lot of exercise done, it just makes you a little more tired. It seems mm -hmm. like a little more droggy or whatever the word is, you know. For sure. And now the Bay Brothers have the much-anticipated Lion King review. Bay Brothers went to go see this at a... Uh, I don't know, a night show? Is that what it's called? Yeah. All yeah, right, sure. Night show, Marcus Theater. Yeah, shout out to Harrison, Harrison Carter. Harrison Free, yes. Yes, Harrison yep. Free as he works there, so. Yeah. That was also very nice. Um, And, uh, yeah, so we saw it, and uh, you start us off with your review. All right, so at first, honestly, I had to get over the, the thought, or over the thing that the lines were actually talking. I don't know about you, but, like, for the first, like... Eh, I didn't have as much of a problem, but, yes, I have read that in other reviews. It was just, like, weird at first, but, like, once I got over that, um, it got better. It was kind of, It kind of was oh, just okay for, like, the beginning and start, and then once we got to, like, the gorge scene and when uh, yeah, the Simba ran the away... Yeah, the scenes were cool, yeah. Yeah, they made them very, uh, like, dramatic or, like... Very realistic. Yeah, very say. realistic. Definitely very, very realistic. Like, I couldn't stop getting over how crazy uh it how crazy like realistic it was it was insane i thought yeah um but i mean it was really cool that they had like a ton of like stars in it who were like great with the voices and everything for sure shout um, out beyonce yeah beyonce was very very good as nala um always uh who is mufasa he's a uh, Mufasa was uh, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones also He's in the same lot. Always in the same lot. Um, he was Terrence Mann in Field Wait, of Dreams. Is, is Pumbaa the? Uh, is that the like the pig kind of thing? Pumbaa's the pig. Pumbaa's yeah. the Seth, pig. Oh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Okay. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Who was that other guy? I can't remember. But um, yeah, so obviously I thought it was really great. Um, I, I thought the the entire movie. I mean, it was, the best part was obviously the songs for me. Um, I thought that was what was your favorite away. song? Uh, can you feel the love tonight? Okay. First off, I think they really did well on the vocals. Like it was better than the original, but then also the beauty of the uh, I don't even know, know what's it called, but not the area in Africa, but or not the area like where Pumbaa and Timon live. Oh, like making that yeah, the okay. the paradise, yeah. like the rainforest. Mm -hmm. That was just, like such a great scene. You know, Simba and Nala reuniting. That was great. My one critique is that I think they made it a little too similar to the original. But I thought the, they... I know it was a it? remake of it, but I thought they should have redid the scenes a, a little bit. Like, changed up the words maybe a tiny bit. I know they did that with Timon and Puma, but just a, a little bit more. Yeah, I think for me, um, my favorite song would be Akuna Matata. And I think uh, Timon and Pumba like, nailed this one pretty much. And I think... A really good part for me, for me is like those lines that they had were really funny and it kept the, the whole movie kind of at a nice pace for me. So like when I said like I kind of 
had some spots where it kind of got drawn out. The first couple slowed down. The first after Circle of Life, it was a little boring for about twenty minutes. I would say. Yeah, um, like I guess they kind of had to do the like the growth of Simba, and you know. Yeah, yeah. I they guess, had to go through all those you know tribes and tribulations. Yeah, those kind of things and how he's like growing up and kind of more the like the the father the son moments with Mufasa and Simba. So I guess that they kind of had to do that in some sense, but I think for the most part, um, you know, it's it's going to be a huge success and it was a su- success for us. We think, and I yeah, think I all the Dis- all the Disney remakes. I was are reading like public, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading public reviews. I don't think it's been as popular as they thought. Actually, really, yeah. I think people, I think people were surprised that they didn't change it up a little bit more. But nonetheless. The Bay Brothers review is the most important one, obviously. And yes. um, if you haven't go seen it, we highly suggest it. And now we have our MLB segment for today. As yesterday, the big news was Marcus Stroman has been traded to the New York Mets for um, the Mets' number four overall prospect and their number six overall prospect, I believe. Those are the two pitchers. So they traded pitching for some younger pitching as the Blue Jays are retooling to try to um, win in the next two years or so. Um, so Brody Van Wagenen making another move, and obviously most of the analysts and most people are saying this is not the right move for the Mets right now. Right, so... Have you heard anything about Syndergaard being traded? I mean, he might at this point. I mean, well, I mean, coming into the trade deadline, we all thought there was going to be a possibility that he was going to go to um, some team in a postseason race. But now it seems like maybe are they going to hold on to him? Or I don't know. Or maybe they're going to try to get some other pieces back for Syndergaard and leave with Stroman and DeGrom and, and Mats and Wheeler and go with those four next year. I'm not sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at John Heyman, and he said the Mets would have to have an offer that knocks their socks off for them to trade um, Syndergaard. So it looks like that Syndergaard might be staying. I think he will be staying now. I think, yeah, I think I think he will be staying. So the Mets now probably have, besides the Nationals, probably the best starting rotation in Major League Baseball. If you really think about it. I think it's either the Dodgers. Oh, Dodgers! Do- Dodgers. Dodgers yeah, no, no, I'd go. I'd, I'd go Dodgers. Um, well, no. the the Rays. If they have Glass not back, I might go Rays too. Well, I, I don't know about because the Mets have Syndergaard, Degrom, Stroman, Wheeler. Okay, yeah, Mats. I totally agree. Like on numbers wise, I mean not number wise, like potential wise. Potential wise, yes, but like all the injuries they have, Syndergaard's not having the year he's supposed to have. Um, you know, like Wheeler and Matt Swords in the DL too. Right. It's. I mean, if they're all healthy, they're going to the World Series. No, no, no. That is outlandish. Next year, okay. Let's. Well, if they can put some. They don't have any together, offense. They have. They have Pete Alonso. They have Pete Alonso. <laughs> Robbie okay. Cano's. Aging. Can, he's bad. Yeah. But I mean, like, okay, that pitching. Let's say they're all healthy for next year. They're gonna make a deep run. They're gonna make a postseason push. Possibly. I, I, I don't know about it's that. It's the same thing as the 2015 season. They have pitching, but no offense. They get suspicious. They go to the World Series. Yeah, but I'm just saying that... I don't think like they're automatically like World Series team, but they're looking a lot like the right. 2015 team if they can stay healthy. That's the big if, but, if they can stay healthy. Right. But for the Mets, is this a move where it's um, 
you know they're trying to make a wild card push right now. They're what is it? Five and a half back. Six back. Six back. I don't think this is for a second for a second wild card. This shouldn't even be for wild card push. I mean, like this just be more so. I feel like for next year. Also, I think. Well, how long is Stroman under contract for? He's one more year. He's through twenty more year. I this is a terrible deal for the Mets. Yeah, they they needed two or three years. I don't. I don't know. I don't even need that. I don't even know what. Just trade away your guys. I don't know what they are doing. Yes, because. Originally, they were like supposed to be sellers at the deadline after their horrible trade with the Mariners this offseason. And uh, the Bay Brothers have been good at predicting bad Mets trades before. Yeah, we, we just feel like the teacher, and we're trying to, you know, you know, harness that, that young student who's making these mistakes, and yeah. they're just not listening to the it's Bay just Brothers. Like, it's just like so idiotic of that. Yeah, and everybody knows it in the media. I mean, Brody Van Wagenen came in and said, I'm going to always buy, I'm going to go for it, and that's why he got the job, but... At some point, you gotta lay your guns off and say this is the right move. Now, I mean, you made your gotta mistakes. Be, you gotta be patient. Like, yeah, you yeah. made your mistakes in the offseason. That's okay, but now you gotta reassess the situation. Yeah, this was a, uh, I think, just like a rush. It was a lot of pressure, but they, if they're, if this is, in the end, the intended target was to buy. I think it's a terrible move, but I'm still not. Um, I'm not close to the idea that the Mets aren't aren't gonna. They don't have a bigger move in play here. I think Syndergaard is still being talked about with other teams. Maybe even Stroman. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. Really? About Stroman going to another team? No. You think so? If they had they a would, bigger, yeah. Like if the if the Yankees had better prospects to trade away. I mean, Yankees do have one of the best farm systems in baseball. Yeah, that'd be crazy though. Uh, it would be creative. Then. It is creative. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, and this is just a theory, you know. No, yeah, theorists no. thrown out. Um, yeah, it makes sense. I see. Throwing out possibilities is not a uh, for sure thing. Okay, and over the weekend, um, the two rivalry series going on. Yeah, would the you Brewers. Say, took... Would you say two biggest rivalries in baseball? No. Brewers Cubs. No, not even close. Would you say that? Oh, Yank or Dodgers, Dodgers Giants, Giants have some fire in the pit um, right now. I would say. Some, I mean, then you have Giants. No, but... A's, Then you have. Some no, other stuff. Giants A's over Brewers Cubs. Yeah, I mean um, the Brewers aren't. I mean the Brewers. Uh, this hasn't been a rivalry too for much. I, really. I think it's like a current rivalry though. In the it's last a current three rivalry, years, but like I mean the two teams despise each other. I'd but like say. Cardinals Cubs. I mean no, no, no. What about uh, Rangers Rangers Astros? No, no, not even close. Okay, I probably then maybe maybe the I, I think it's the third best rivalry in the game. Third or fourth, yes. Anyways, nonetheless, Red Sox Yankees. The Red Sox dominated the first three games. They won three of four in their four games set. Um, big move for the Red Sox, I'd say. Yeah, huge move for them. Um, right now they're only one game out of the wild card. Uh, the division is still quite a reach, being nine back, but this puts them in a better spot. Um. Chris I Sale still yeah. struggled a little bit last night. Yeah, he's um, been better as of late, but he still has struggled immensely this season compared to last. Yeah, I think it's just that you know putting on taxing on a lot of innings and uh, getting obviously getting older, just having an off year. But I'm not going to say that the Red Sox are totally out of the division picture. I'm going to put the Rays out. They've been scuffling a little bit. They did pick up Eric Sogard. Nice little quiet move. But uh, I'm going to put the Rays out of. the Oh, picture. also wait. No. Also. Awful take by J.P. Morosi. Uh, Eric Sogar is the next uh, Nick Punto. <laughs> Nick Punto is a World Series hero. Let 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 let's see. Eric, Eric Sogar is pretty. He's had a great okay, season though. But but he's not Nick Punto. <laughs> 
Nick Puto was never a great player. Yes, but he's not like a World Series hero. For what team? The Cards? The Giants, I believe. Or no, Cardinals or Giants, one of those two. I think he played for both, actually. Uh, I don't remember. I, I think he had a walk-off for, for the Giants in like the 2012 NLCS or something like that. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm sure many people were aware of that take. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think you're right. Um, but anyways... Yeah, so for the Red Sox, I'm not going to put them out. I think they could still go on a hot streak, and the Yankees really scuffling um, with their starting pitching as of late. So well, our- it's been all year almost. I mean, as of late, more so. But like they've only. I mean, like Tanaka's been decent. Um, I mean, some of their other guys have been okay here and there. I mean, like, but like Paxton's really struggled for most of the year. So it's been like a, it's been a struggle for most of the year. Yeah, I would say that, and. I'm going to be very surprised if the Yankees don't pick up an arm in the next two and a half days. Yeah, either bullpen or starter. They're going to get something for sure. Right. I'm looking up Nick Punto stats right now. All right. Now going back to what we were talking about before with the Brewers and the Cubs. Uh, Brewers take two of three um, against the Cubs at home oh, this okay. weekend. Pause. Nick Punto career stats. 245 average, 646 OPS. Right now, Eric I'm, so- I'm, ta- I'm talking postseason Magic. Okay, that's that's all I'm thinking about right now. Let me now. try to find his postseason. Well, well stats. Dira was on JP. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right, continue. All right. So, like I said, uh, Brewers take two of three against the Cubbies this weekend. Uh, that puts them one behind in the division um, of the Cardinals and the Cubs. So they're in strong striking distance, and they play the Cubs ten more times. Um, for the remainder of the season, and it'll be a fight for sure. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. But, I mean, this was very promising that the Brewers could get within one because I think that, that Friday night game was huge. If they yeah. lose that, then they fall, you know, four behind or whatever it was, yep. and they're really looking bad. But that was a huge series for the Brewers. Yeah, I was at the games Saturday and Sunday. Saturday was that was a top. That was probably the best game I've ever gone. Eh, second best game I've ever gone to, I would say. It was electric atmosphere. Over a um, playoff game? Yeah. Really? Wow. Over, Over all the NLCS games last year and all the ones in 2011 and everything like that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was a crazy well, game. What about game six last year? NLCS. That, that was nuts, but this one had more intensity, I'd say. No way. I'm not buying that. Okay, well, I don't know. I had more fun at this one. Okay, okay. It was, um, I don't know. It was just like such a back and forth, like a roller coaster. Top 10, three, uh, Cubs get a home run, 3-2, Brews down. First, er, next inning, bottom 10, Christian Yelch. What else does he do? Hits a bomb to left field. Then, uh, Kessahira, that was just well, A little inside-out yeah. game, man. Yeah, exactly. That's a little curveball. Right there. So a was that a laser, guy, a laser to right. Wasn't that a fastball? No, 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 curve. It was curveball? Curveball. Who Kimbrel. was pitching? But there was oh, just Kimbrel. Right oh, that's what it was, yeah. There's just nothing better than Kimbrel. You know, the Cubs make this offseason. It was just, it's a great narrative. It's a, it's a, couldn't have written the story any better. With Kimbrel coming in midseason and the Brewers just destroying him. Yeah, Kimbrel just get, takes the Cubs' money to have here hit bombs off him, I guess. Yeah. And the Cubs' bullpen is just atrocious. I want to give a shout-out. There's this, <laughs> there's this guy right next to us, and he was shouting throughout the game, bring in Pedro <laughs> for Pedro Strobe. And uh, 
is pretty hilarious. But uh, obviously the Miller Park atmosphere this weekend was electric. The Brewers put themselves in a great position um, for the next two months, I'd say. A game back of the wild card and also a game back of the division. They're in reaching distance, but so are the other two teams in the Central. So this race is still so intriguing, so interesting. Uh, really looking forward to it down the stretch. Now, Andrew, what's your um, stories you were talking about earlier with Zach Ranky you had? Yes, so I'm li- I am was listening to the Effectively Wild podcast over the weekend, uh, and they had some Zach Rankies to tell. So one of them was uh, Zach Ranky took, uh, I think his name was Zach Lee, in he uh, Zach Lee was struggling. He was a relief pitcher, and Zach Granke, he's renowned for knowing a lot about baseball, and he took him into the uh, bullpen, and he's like, "All right, uh, let's do a bullpen. You know, I'll look at your, I'll look at your, uh, you know, your motion, see mechanics if you, stuff, your yeah. mechanics, yeah." And after he throws a couple of pitches, he says, "Just, just try throwing, you know, three to five miles per hour faster," and they just left. What? Yes, it's pretty funny. Next one, next story is better. Alex Gordon scuffling at the plate. Yeah, that was his teammate when he was at the Royals. Um, and obviously, kind of same situation. Alex knows as Zach knows. Um, a fair amount about hitting as he's actually probably one of the best hitting pitchers throughout the game. He takes him into the video room um, and he plays Alex Gordon. Alex Gordon's swing. He uh, looks at it. And then, bada boom, bada bing, he plays one of his own at bats where he hits a home run, and then he just says, "Do more of that." And he just leaves the room. Come on, <laughs> Granky doing Granky stuff, yes. I guess. And now we have our soft tissue and tough cookie for today. Once again, this is a uh, soft tissue is when a team or person is scuffling and tough cookie is when team or person is uh, doing good or having a good week. So Andrew, get us start with your uh, tough cookie here. All right, we got, I got two tough cookies. One is a Waukesha band, a retired Waukesha band teacher, plays the trumpet and he, his goal is to play the national anthem at every single major league baseball stadium. And he has done 28 out of 30 of them. Two remaining. So who does he get left, do you know? Uh, I believe it's Houston and Texas, I want to say. Wow, he must be pretty good then. Yeah, well, must be. Um, and my second tough cookie is Regan Smith. She's a 17-year-old swimmer, and she broke the world records in both the 100-meter backstroke and the 200-meter backstroke over uh, the course of the last week in uh, the world at the World Championships in uh, South Korea. So... Um, absolutely stunning performance by her. She is uh, kind of taking over the modern-day Missy Franklin, I would say. Yeah, as your swimmer yourself, game respects game, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, for my uh, tough cookie, I'm going to go with uh, Keston here. As we were talking earlier about um, how he's burst on the scene as a brewer rookie and um, has taken over a role that was needed with Shaw going down. Um, you know, he's emerged as being hidden for power and for average all that it's a good choice soft tissue i'm going with uh i don't know i'll just go go uh down on the Fortnite tournament that took place over the weekend so six year old 16 year old kid wins three million for winning like the world Fortnite tournament just just horrible on american we, we, parts already, we already know it's a soft tissue we don't need to explain yeah that i mean honestly. that that is just 
That's just absolutely garbage. I mean, the winner of the U.S. Open men's tennis, or just tennis, is going to win $3.85 million. That's plenty, but that's pretty much the same amount as the Fortnite tournament. you got to be kidding me. For Fortnite, you just move your fingers around. Come yeah, on. it's like, I don't, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Um, For my soft tissue, I'm going to go with uh, Brody Van Wagenen, the GM for the Mets, who's been making these moves for them in the offseason, and now the move for Stroman. As we talked about earlier, you know, not good moves at all. So down on Brody Van Wagenen. And now we have our food talk for this week, and it is, is chili a summer food? So it's pretty self-explanatory. Jack, let's hear the answer. Um, I'm saying no go on chili. No. No. I mean, it's not a summer food. You can still eat it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so. fair enough. I mean, I've had I had chili over the weekend. I'm going to go it is a summer food because even though, like, I'm not dying for chili sometimes because, you know, usually when you think of chili, it's like, a nice cold day cooking the chili for five hours but i think it still can be a summer food because chili is kind of a food that brings people together and that's kind of what summer is about okay but like summer foods you know what summer foods are and you know that falls into a winter food like yes, you just but, like, you just but do we have it. to classify the foods by our seasons i mean that's what we've done though like that's a like it's because it, that's how it works with fruit and stuff no, but fruit is different because well, yeah, there's it's only seasonal. certain time. It's seasonal. I mean, I guess foods just are meant... Some foods are just meant to be in different seasons because that's just how, you know, people portray it or whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but that's just kind of how it, how it is. I mean, I don't, like, crave uh, chili in the summer, really, because I'm usually, like, sweating all the time. Right, yeah, that was but... my problem because I come in and for dinner I'm already sweating. Then for dinner I eat chili and I'm just blazing hot. I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but I'm just, like... Not really thinking of chili on, uh, you know, July 29th. So, right. yeah, fair enough. And this concludes the Bay Brothers podcast. Thanks for a uh, tuning in, sticking with us. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, leave us a review, follow us on Twitter, email us. Yeah, at Bay Brothers 1 for the Twitter and at uh, Bay Brothers 2018 for the Gmail. Yes. So let us know. Um, Oh, you know, and ask the, us the, questions. the YouTube link will be in the description. Yeah, it'll be in the description below. Um, so you can take a look at that. The final four will be up um, today on the YouTube channel. So please check that out. And uh, to close you out, we we got um, you got what I we we're closing you out with the song "You Got What I Need" by Freddie Scott. Thanks for thanks Amazon for giving us the inspiration for uh, closing us out with the song. Yes. Afraid and full of 